Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. You are in for a treat. Spoiler alert. It's going to be fucking right. I have with me my dear friend Sarah Eri and Emily Jaworski-Kovayeth. And I want to introduce you to Sarah first via her energy. So I'm going to hand it off to you for magical opening, Sarah. Oh, thank you, Kristen. So excited to be here with you both. I want to start by giving us a minute just to come together and connect. The way I like to start off everything because connection is so delicious and giving ourselves a chance to breathe makes such a difference. So everyone listening, you can have your eyes closed or just soften your focus. Take a few breaths. Check in with yourself. See if there's anything your body wants in this moment, whether it's to stretch, shift positions, move just to be a little more comfortable. I invite you to bring your energy and your attention back in. Almost as though you're sitting down in your body again. Our attention can get so scattered during the day. Just taking a moment to recenter, reconnect can make all the difference. And when you're ready, you can let your eyes open, your gaze focus again, and come to whatever's next with a little more presence. And that's Sarah Airy, and that's why I love her. I love her energy. So um, we are here because um, my beloved bear asked me this question, which was, um, what's it going to take? And I was like, what's it going to take? What? <laughs> he was like, what's it going to take for you to stay on this planet if Trump wins? And I had to walk away for a couple of days to get an answer or any answer because I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh, but my first answer was community and not community like we're in a Facebook group that's community and not community like the neighbors walking by with their dogs that say hi that's nice um but the the deepest possible community would be what's necessary to keep me on this planet if Trump wins and so I went about building that and I asked Sarah and Emily to be a part of this thing we're making called the antidote. 
And the antidote is like, think about how you feel when you're alone with your phone and Donald Trump. It's happened to you. We know it's happened to you. And how you can feel many, 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 many things, but ultimately he makes me feel powerless. And like, it would just be good to give up. And I wanted to make a space where we agree that that might be the first feeling, but that's not the final feeling. And where we're willing to allow ourselves to return to our body and our breath and our being over and over and over again. Because all I know is no matter what happens, no one on the side of whatever is good for this world does it well if they're disconnected from their body, their breath, and their being. And the more disconnected you are from your body, breath, and being, the less likely your life is to be awesome on the inside. It might look great on the outside, but I'm talking about the inside. Ultimately, everything I do is for your insides, not your outsides. So this is what we're doing, the antidote. It's monthly gatherings to help you refuel your soul. And that might sound silly and that might sound like an overstretch and or weird, or, but like, that's what it is. Like, I am a person who's had church stolen from me, like very literally stolen out from under me. And it became a word associated with trauma. But I think the heart of church is we come together to commune with the all that is and we feel more connected in the process. Or at least that's how I hope it is. So, um, and that feeling of church that I love so much, I want to invite you into it, not as a sense of dogma, but as a sense of being so connected with the all that is, that you are aware of it in a tangible fashion. The best church of service I have ever been to was led by Bruce Springsteen. Let me be clear about <laughs> this. This is not like mega pastor Joel Osteen shit. Mm. This is... Um, the connection we have that reinforces our most alive and most vital resources, that is women is so often pushed down, demonized, frivolized, if that's a word, <laughs> just made to be silly, or um, completely cut off on purpose. We're not meant to have access to our signal or our intuition or our body or our breath. That is what makes us powerful. So that's what we're going to work on. We're going to work on accessing body, breath, and being in a really powerful way. And if Trump is elected, we will be far more ready having walked this road than if he's not. And if he's not, we'll be so much better prepared for actually good things. And if he is, then we'll be as ready as we can be. So the reason this came into existence is because um, this is what it will take for me to stay on this planet. It is that serious and it is that silly at some level that this can be the difference. So I want you to meet my women. You know me, but I want you to meet these other women. Um, and I want you to know that my favorite part of this is that I've never been a part of a thing where um, there are three of us that are going to be holding this space together. And uh, if I don't say a single word during one of our meetings, that's okay. So, um, this is uh, the deepest trust possible um, between us and with us. And uh, I want to just state that explicitly from the beginning. <laughs> I trust these women with everything. And uh, I hope you will come to love them the way that I do. So Emily jaworski Karayath is amazing and talented and has many accolades and awards and books and speeches, <laughs> performances, degrees, so many degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome, Emily. Hello. I think um, 
what you were just talking about reminds me of this thing I, I say often that there's kind of like the static brain and then there's the deeper transmission, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what we're really trying to do here is not just for the three of us as the leaders and kind of space holders, but for everybody else is to move below that sort of noise level and really get to the deepest everything of who you are and what you believe and sort of how you were created to be on the planet before people fucked with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) that that, that's kind of where where you are when you're in that deeper transmission and it's um a lot easier to sort of watch the staticky things happen like i can't find my keys like instead of you like sobbing about that on the floor for 15 minutes. It's like, Oh, <laughs> I lost my keys again. I wonder where they are. You know, it just gives us that level of, of distance from sort of the flamey, flamey nonsense that can sort of take over a day. And like when all you're doing is running around, putting out fire after fire, there's really no, there's no rest. There's no chance to breathe. There's no chance to, to look at anything with any sort of wisdom or discernment, even though we're all so capable of that. Um, But when, you know, you're running around at nine out of 10 on a stress level on a day-to-day basis, like, yeah, then everything that happens feels completely unmanageable because your system is just like one breath away from overwhelm at, at all times. I remember you talking about you guys you have no idea how much discussion has happened so much discussion during one of our discussions you talked about how most of us post-covid our bodies kind of run at a seven like on a on a scale of one to ten one being like I am at peace I am zen I am the Dalai Lama ten being like all is dumpster fire We're all kind of running really hot at like a seven. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the ways that that trauma works in our bodies and in our lives. So that's one of my particular areas of nerdery and training is uh, the world of trauma. And I'm, you know, an advanced student of somatic experiencing, which is a like a trauma healing uh, protocol. And one of the things I learned is this concept um, from Dan Siegel called the window of tolerance, right? And so you can imagine we all sort of have, you know, these waves of life, like shit goes wrong and we get stressed out. And then ideally, we're supposed to actually come down from the stress. (laughs) And you can kind of imagine, you know, that your sort of waves of like, oh, I'm stressed, everything sucks, it's a dumpster fire, and then like, oh, I'm petting my dog, I'm having a latte, I feel a little bit better, and life is okay. Mm-hmm. That we're kind of supposed to be able to vacillate from highs and lows, and the system is kind of designed, our internal systems are kind of designed to to regulate that for us. But what happens when we get overwhelmed and we're sort of stretched beyond our capacity is that window of tolerance gets smaller and smaller and smaller. You might decide like, well, I just can't go to that place anymore because these kinds of things happen. And I just don't want to put myself in that position. Or, you know, you decide like, I can't pay attention to politics anymore because I just get too upset and I'm not going to be able to go there. Right. Um, And what happens is that once you start to shrink the window of tolerance Unless you intervene, it's just going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And we were just joking about that earlier when you're just like, okay, well, I'm never going to get out of my sweatpants and I'm never going to leave this room. You know, then you have nailed your window shut. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is happening anymore. Right. And, and on, on some level, you're feeling like that's keeping you safe. But really the other thing that, um, you know, St. Brene taught me is that we can't selectively numb emotions. So if we're deciding to just basically cut out um, layers and layers of the human experience, we're also 
just ensuring that we never get to experience joy or laugh or, you know, feel something that feels really good, which would help us balance all that stuff out. So one of the things that I'm really big on is helping people to understand that you can learn to hold the highs and the lows. And that might feel really scary at first, but um, one of the things I love about this container is that we're not ever trying to tell people to just like erase what they're feeling. It's not like, well, no, it's fine. You're just going to raise your vibration and we're all going to like elevate the, you know what I mean? It's like, that doesn't actually help. It usually is referred to as spiritual bypassing. Like we're just going to pretend that it doesn't bother you. Mm-hmm. But in that case too, you're still just numbing out. It's just in a different way. And like with better stickers or like a kale smoothie or something. Not that there's anything wrong with kale smoothies. It looks better on Pinterest. (laughs) Spiritual bypassing looks cute on Pinterest and Instagram. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. But that real healing comes when we can actually hold the highs and the lows and recognize that that everything passes, right? It's like so ancient and it sounds so trite if you're not really like looking at that from the deeper signal place, but that the feeling will pass. The bullshit thing that you're looking at will actually pass. Mm. You will eventually find your keys or you won't find your keys and you'll get some new keys. And like, it's a problem that's solvable Mm -hmm. and not like the end of the fucking world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Will you talk about, and Sarah, you might want to chime in on this one. I feel like you have some sort of secret knowledge here about um, women's zone of tolerance. I feel like, um, love you, Damien. Um, This is for women though. Um, That there are, women's zone of tolerance is this place of like, it's, uh, it's made smaller on purpose. Yeah. And I think... I think so many of us feel that I think especially like I'm not a biological mom, but oh my God, I think of mom people, Mm -hmm. parent people where you, where eventually it just becomes either I'm working or I'm tending to humans. And this is the totality of my existence. There's no room for anything else. Right. And that's why I tell so many of my clients, like, could you just start by, giving like setting a timer and staring out a window for one minute mm-hmm. can you just start so 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 small and just do this one little thing that kind of reminds you that more is possible without you doing anything more mm, i'm not trying to make your to-do list longer <laughs> right because that's one of the messages that we get like well well working mom you really can't have it all if you just work a little bit harder Mm-hmm. If you just carve out some time to go to the gym, like, oh my God, I think of, you know, when my sister's kids were little, I feel like my sister did not sleep for like eight years mm-hmm. <laughs> until the kids kind of figured their shit out. And if I had told her like, well, could you just find some time to take a bath? Like if she was a different kind of person, she would have just punched me in the face and she would have been totally justified in doing that too. It's like, I there's no time for more stuff. There's only ways to like inhabit your time in a different way mm-hmm. so that you can actually breathe and not feel like you're drowning every minute of the day. That's the ideal, right? Not feeling like you're drowning every minute of the day. It feels like a tall order some days. I know, right? And isn't it like kind of soul crushing that like that's all we want? Could I just not feel like I'm dying every minute? Yeah. Like, I would like to gift everyone that. Yes. Real hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like coming up for air. Sarah looks like she has things to say. I can't wait. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I agree with everything Emily has said. And I'll add, I have been doing energy and consciousness work for over 30 years. And I went through the whole spiritual bypassing because that's what I was taught and what it seemed like the right thing. And just keep your vibration high and a positive mindset and everything will be fine. And what I have really gotten is that 
what all of that was trying to do was to drop us into the core of who we are, Mm. which is peace. And that's not accessible by covering over or ignoring the emotions and the fears and the pain. Yeah. And it's patriarchal thinking. The more bigger do action. And it's by embracing the feminine qualities of being able to be with emotions, to be in the unknown and the mystery. Mm. And building our capacity and tolerance for that, that will naturally bring us in touch with ourselves. I use the example of a wave pattern. And what we typically do, because we don't know better, is we start going down a wave. And we kick, 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 trying to get back up, change the direction. Mm. When we ride it down to its natural depth, we will come back up and it will be so much less effortful. Oh, yeah. And we just haven't been taught this. And it Mm. can feel scary because it's unfamiliar. Mm -hmm. But... (laughs) What I've learned, and I was sharing about the antidote with a friend, and she said that she has always admired how I walk into my fears. Mm. And that I have taught her there is no such thing as fearlessness. Because whenever we do something new, there's going to be fear. But she said that she has watched me. This is a friend of 35 years. So she has watched me over and over walk into my fear and come out more radiant on the other side. And (laughs) we were laughing in an earlier conversation about what just launching this program and defining it and saying in real words, this is what we're doing and this is who we are brought up fears for all of us Mm -hmm. because it's new and it's big and it's important to us. Mm -hmm. And it's through embracing those fears and feeling those feelings that we have now become the people who can hold this space Mm -hmm. at a different level. And that's what we want to help people with, to use the energy of the in, and the intensity of the dumpster fires going on around us mm-hmm. to connect us with our power and our depth in bigger ways. So it's not just that we survive this time. We're going to survive it but that we actually come out stronger, more resilient mm-hmm. and feeling our connection to our power as a result of these months. Mm. Yeah. We're consciously cultivating a lot of things. Um, the ability to feel feelings, which um, Emily, you said it, uh, this too shall pass. Um, but mm-hmm. the- the closest I've ever been to feeling like I was dying was just feeling my feelings. And often, often the lie they tell is this is never going to end. Right. That's so like, well, if I start crying, I'll never stop crying. Right. And then it's over in 12.3 minutes, but your brain is very committed to the story that if you start, you're never going to stop. Or if you're angry, you're going to like burn down your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just gonna right. to like spontaneously <laughs> breathe fire and eviscerate everyone um so all three of us are people who are very committed to feeling our feelings and that is mm-hmm. very inconvenient 
and also very beautiful. <laughs> and one thing I do want to say for anybody that that sounds like a horrible, terrible, very scary thing to feel mm-hmm. your feelings. Mm-hmm. We have all been there. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And none of this is about pushing. Mm-mm. So this whole program, we're never going to push you to feel something or face something you're not ready for. Mm. Because that's counterproductive. Yes. Like yes, and. You, <laughs> and we will invite you to feel what you're ready to feel. Mm-hmm. Which may be a little more than you think you can with your conscious mind. Mm-hmm. And we'll be here as you're doing it. So yeah. nobody's having to do this in isolation. Mm. Yeah. And this is the first time as an introvert that I'm ever saying the words, the more the merrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because what happens is if you have three people in a Zoom room that has a certain kind of energy, you can feel that right now, the energy between us. If you have 300 people in a room, that's a very different energy because every single person present brings an energy and if you're like bullshit i counter your bullshit with a no for real for real (laughs) (laughs) you're simply your presence in a zoom room camera on camera off doesn't fucking matter um changes the room by virtue of your presence so the more people that are present the more energy we get to play with and none of us have to be afraid that it will get too big because there are three of us Mm-hmm. And what might take out any one of us is not going to take out all three of us, which is why you have three people holding it so that it can get as big as it wants. And we do intend for it to get big energetically. Um, I want to circle back to the part about we were afraid and we've had conversations about it. We all specifically had a conversation about this. And I want to circle it for you who are listening to be very certain that you get this, um, that the sales page specifically says, just to say the quiet part out loud, the three of us would not have survived a witch hunt. Mm. And then in my graphic design genius, I found a photo of like a a flaming torch. And then I went ahead and had a fucking meltdown about how my DNA reacts to the sight of a flaming torch and the word witch. Not my yeah. not my like 2024 self. It's all like cool and hip. And of course I'm a witch. But my like deep, deep, like, like a DNA level freak out. And then Mm. with fear, the trick with fear and with trust is that you say, hey, I'm really afraid because, and Sarah was like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm," and Emily was like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm." like it. um, And the fear, it's a simple thing that if you share a fear, uh, it dissipates the fear. Mm -hmm. So that same thing applies for Trump. Um, that same feeling of like, what if this happens? We all share that fear. This is not open to MAGA lovers. Um, We share that fear and spreading the fear dissipates it. You don't have to hold all of that fear all by yourself because we are taught to hold all the things all by ourselves. That's as, as women and particularly independent women. I had a friend who came home to her apartment building this week And she saw uh, one of her friends pushing a couch up the stairs by herself. What? (laughs) Exactly. And she was like, why didn't you text me? Why didn't you call me? Like, I live, I live two doors down. Why were you like, I didn't know if you'd be busy or I don't know. I just didn't want to bother you. And you pushing a couch up the stairs by yourself is the perfect metaphor for 2024. Like, Mm. Can we please not do that? Can we please gather? Can we please like, <sighs> help haul the couches together? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So first of all, I must put my hand up and say, I have 1000% been the woman pushing the couch up the stairs. Mm. Um, and I think, uh, you know, speaking about fear, I think for those of us who, you know, we are fucking smart. We're independent. We want to handle our shit. And we think that means that we're supposed to to be able to outsmart our fear or whatever else we're feeling kind of on our own. Like, well, I know it's not really rational, but 
all these other people got promoted and I didn't get promoted. And I'm sure it's just because there's a real rational reason. And I'm just having feelings because of my emotional baggage. It's like, well, and I was talking with one of my coaches this week and she's like, no, you're totally allowed to say it's bullshit that this thing happened and you didn't get to do it. Like you're totally allowed to feel that you don't have to erase that. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've talked about as we've been cultivating this is that the real growing edge for me is that I've kind of gotten to the point where I've done everything I can do by myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm an introvert too. And as much as I hate it, I am at this place where I have to be intentional about being in community with other people. We talk about this in trauma healing too, that trauma makes us feel like we are hopelessly broken, that we're damaged, that it's only us, that everybody else is okay. And so healing can really only happen in connection with other people. Mm. And, you know, when you were talking about church earlier, KK, it's like, it's, it's this thing about being together and it's this thing about saying, we believe in a in a certain kind of world that we want to help co-create. Hmm. And I think that's really the space. We we've also talked about, you know, this the dynamic of fighting against versus fighting for. Mm-hmm. And this is really a space of fighting for. We are fighting for connection. We're fighting for goodness being at the center of a gathering we're fighting for uh people sharing power with no ego we're fighting for women to feel less alone for women to feel like well that's a bullshit um mm-hmm. and be able to just notice that and call it out and not be consumed by it and I have to say that it feels really good Mm -hmm. it's scary and hard because I'm an introvert too and I want to feel like I'm tough and I have it figured out and also like isn't that an Einstein quote like you can't solve a problem with the same kind of thinking that created it Mm -hmm. we have to consciously engage in something different if we want something different and i think that we can all agree that we want something different yeah i just don't want to be alone with my phone for the whole until november that just sounds terrible right yeah when when chris and i were first talking about what if trump wins And I kept having the thought, why don't we create what we want now Mm. and lay the grid work of the energy that we want now Yeah, Mm -hmm. and create the connection we will want to have in nine months now? And so it is this space of creation. And Kristen, you mentioned earlier about how women were taught all these things about us are bad and wrong. And I tell my clients, look for the taboos. And those are most likely the things that give us the most power. (laughs) So women congregating. Mm-hmm. Women dancing, embracing sensuality, all of these things give us our power. Mm-hmm. And so building a community, a gathering that honors creativity, mm-hmm. that honors where each individual is creates the space for not hoarding and trying to get what we need and hold on to things, but actually living 
in the energy of there's enough and Mm. we're here for each other. And just like the conversation flows between the three of us, energy can flow, money can flow, and there is trust Mm. that everything will be said that we'll all have the space we need and that we can honor and love and have compassion for ourselves, which creates the space to love, honor, and have compassion for the others. And so often we're trying to do things out there without giving it to ourselves first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to talk. Oh my God. Okay. So here's the other thing is that from a certain angle, if you're like, uh, Kristen, why do I give a shit? I don't need to be breathing or working on things. I need to be calling my senators. I need to be doing, running. I need to be actioning harder. Much actioning needs to take place. How is How's this- that going? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the trick is that running faster and faster and farther and farther on less fuel just feels shittier and shittier and shittier. Mm-hmm. We're consciously doing this as like whatever action you're going to take, great. But first come fuel up because we do mm. have the habit of fueling up as women. I'm not talking about a Larabar and a latte on the run. I'm talking about like the deepest, fullest expression of your energy being completely and totally aligned with your being, of Mm. you having complete coherence with your words, your thoughts, your emotions, your expression. And from that place, the the place where like you have enough energy to wear lipstick, where's that place for you? That's Mm. (laughs) as an example of like, um, from that place, your actions will be far more effective than from your like, running on fumes, texting your senators from the car park at 7 a.m. kind of a thing. Um, I don't want to make any actions that you're taking politically wrong. I do want to suggest that you can make all of them from a more connected and energetic place. Mm. More potent. Women that are very good at fueling up very often. Yeah. So our commitment to you is that we will show up fueled, which is a big Mm. big commitment. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's not like, ah, it's like 10 minutes on Tuesdays, fuel, boom. Uh, (laughs) It's a, it's a, the, the three of us have to be in really beautiful relationship in order for the whole thing to run in really beautiful relationship. So I want to make, make, you aware that part of what you're committing to and paying for is that we keep it tight and right and absolutely beautiful between us Mm -hmm. um, so that we are embodying and modeling that which we want to amplify yeah rob bell Mm -hmm. tells a story about how you two they were having a tour i don't remember which one it was going very 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 poorly and they couldn't figure out why And Bono was like, I have an idea. And he rented like an actual garage, like someone's house garage. And you two became a garage band until what they were doing in that space was extraordinary. So that when it was amplified, it became more extraordinary. So like we promised to be the garage band, but like, oh my God, we're fucking jamming. And when it gets amplified, you're like, what is this? You're like, this is the consistent, beautiful work of three deeply committed individuals who are making a cauldron where magical, magical things can happen. It doesn't happen by accident and it doesn't happen for free, which is why this is a paid thing on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the hardest things I've had to learn, like as a teacher and that I'm still trying to commit to so deeply. It's like, Everything you do is really just a broadcast of your internal state, right? Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. especially because I work with, with singers and performers too. So it doesn't matter how well you know your material, but you know, if you think of a performer, if you go out on stage and you are just completely a mess on the inside, people are going to know and they can kind of feel that something's not, maybe they can't describe it in those particular words, but they can feel that something's off and it's really hard to connect with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that nervous systems talk to each other. And this is why two angry people can't ever get anything done because your nervous system is just broadcasting like at the other person and nobody can hear anything and nobody can take anything in. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to be of any use as a teacher or as anything, I have to work on getting myself okay or as okay as I can. So that if somebody comes at me with a bunch of bullshit, I can go, whoa, you're coming at me with a bunch of bullshit. What's going on there? Because mm-hmm. if you meet bullshit with bullshit, then, you know, like, oh, my God, we're all just like flying away in a politics. Flying saucer of politics. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, where have I heard this before? <laughs> right. Um, and the reason why that's all just such a disaster is because nobody is willing to sort of like let's take a breath. <laughs> like in that context, it sounds ridiculous because it's so far from, from what's happening there, but well, you know, taking a breath is a habit. Reinhabiting your body is a habit. Like connecting with mm-hmm. your intuition is a habit. And it's not a habit you can form when you're at a 10 out of 10 distress in a dumpster fire. Like it's, <laughs> it's like, I'm going to get six pack abs when I was just declared morbidly obese. Like it's not, it's 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 a it's a long road effectively. yeah um to have a really beautiful nervous system is a long road and that's what we're trying to do that's what we're all nerds of <laughs> and so we're just basically nerding out together at, at some deep level <laughs> and i also want to circle that at some point in our conversation sarah was talking about um I don't remember the exact words. It was either a network of light, but a web of light. But it was imagining, like picturing your mind, the globe. And then imagine that every person that purchases the antidote is a point on that globe. And then just imagine little strings of light between all of those points and every other point. So that it, we're, we build a network of light that literally spans the globe that we can tap into at any point and that we specifically tap into on the first Tuesday of every month until November 5th. But it, it brought me such comfort to picture it, not as like people divided by region or continent even, but as a, as just a, just imagine a web of light encircling the globe. And we're just low key trying to make a web of light real and see what happens when we do that. Yeah. Like a tangible, visible reminder that you're not alone. And building that on our calls so that each person in the intervening month, when something intense comes up, Like, oh, I can tap into this web Mm -hmm. and no one has to feel alone, feel they're holding everything on their own. We've each had intense things coming up in the month and a half that we've been working on this and even having the network of the three of us has made a difference. Mm. And that's what we want to extend to everybody. And to say, we know it's not just about Trump and politics, that everybody is dealing with other things too, whether they're health issues for you or someone you love or relationship issues, money issues, all the other things happening in life. All of that is welcome here. Yeah. You're learning to relate better to anything that takes you out of your body, breath, or being. 
anything. There are lots of things. <laughs> Trump just yeah. has to be like a worst case scenario sort of meteor heading toward us while we're dealing with all of the other usual life things. Yeah. Yeah, I worked with an Alexander Technique teacher once who said, what if pain is what's right about your body? And in some ways, I feel like the absolute ridiculousness of the current political situation and the way that we're all responding to it, it's sort of like, well, if the pandemic didn't do it, like, look, my friends, (laughs) we have drifted afar. from like the best that we're capable of and and i mean it's not our fault that we're dragged into this and we're like holy shit look Mm -hmm. at this look at this look at this like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not our fault that we are so beyond that like safe cradle of like our own deepest wisdom um but we could do something about it Right. The the way that we're feeling about this is important and it's really valid. And it kind of shows us that we don't have a system. We've detached from that, that deeper wisdom. And so it's really just about how do I get that back? And that my favorite part about this um, is that you don't have to find it. You don't have to do it. You don't have to make it. It's in you. Like resilience is sort of an innate wildly magical human characteristic like i think of indigenous people in the united states i think about obviously we were just wrapping up black history month and you know i heard this amazing speaker theo wilson saying you know the history of enslaving people is white people's history the history of overcoming that and rising above it that is black history that resilience that stunning refusal to be defined by that, to be identified by that. And, you know, I, we, in music history, we talk about people in the concentration camps who created string quartets, but for only the instruments that were available, or like there's a, a piece written for a violin that's missing a string, right? That the human spirit will fucking not be subdued. And somehow we now have lost the collective memory of that spark. But it's right there. It's everywhere if you look around. Um, it's not just us. We're not the first people to deal with this outrageous bullshit. And we probably won't be the last. Um, but this helplessness is new, I think. And it kind of speaks to this, you know, we were talking in our call about this sort of crisis of disconnection, right? Not that long ago, we were tribal people. We couldn't exist without being in a group, Mm -hmm. right? We had to you know, find food that would feed the community. You would raise the baby in a community, you know. Um, it's actually now being considered a public health crisis, this loneliness and isolation. You're more likely um, to become ill with something chronic uh, the more time you spend by yourself. Um, and the CDC is talking about this. They're especially talking about it in the UK and they are trying to find ways to help people connect because that's the part that's killing us. I want to speak to the cynics, the doubters, and the introverts. That like, why would I want to do this in a group? Can't I just listen to the fucking recording and fuck you? Um, I hear you. I'm with you. And so much of what we do is wordless. So if you're picturing mm. like, like the Zoom chat could go to hell really fast if we were like, 
give us your feelings about, and then pick a controversial topic and then everyone <laughs> share. And then we play nervous system regulation. We will not be doing that. We will be <laughs> that you have access to the news, to many news sources. We'll be, we will assume that you are somewhat upset about the news by virtue of your having signed up to be a part of this. And we will invite you into your body over and over and over and over and over again. So I want to discern mm. between the wordless and the words. If you're afraid of the words, the words we will be using are entirely tied to larger themes of inhabiting your, your body and your being completely. They will not be words about, did you see what Mitch McConnell did today? That's not, it's not, what we're, we're not going to actively rile you to then get you calmed down. We're going to assume mm. you're riled <laughs> by being alive. <laughs> Yeah. We're going to be verbally sparring in any capacity. And then we're going to play how deeply can you inhabit your body? That's the game. So any part of you that's like, will there be verbal warfare? Will there be combat? Will there be debate? Well, no, no, that's for every place but here. Mm. We'll be debating issues because that's a warrior move. And we will be in um, lover mode, which is to say... Um, the masculine and feminine, I always got shit for that because people were like, you're so masculine. And I'd be like, I don't even know what that means. I have pink hair and giant tits. What does it mean that I'm so masculine? Uh, <laughs> and what ah. I meant by that was, I'm very good at inhabiting my warrior self. That the masculine warrior fighter fucking give me a sword and I will slay you. And the we're, we're leaning into here is that feminine, the lover, the softness, the the intuitive, the gentle, the angelic, the the part that's just, you can sink so deeply into it. It's so soft. Mm -hmm. So we will not be engaging your inner warrior. Your inner warrior is already engaged. And that's mm -hmm. what we're trying to like, like take the sword and just put it down for an hour and a half. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. Which is not to say that there isn't a warrior that's born of softness, right? It's just a different kind of It's just not the same. Yeah. The person who can stand yeah. in deep love. Yeah. Yes. So I used to think that my gentleness was a defect, mm. like in leading mm. groups and showing up in life. And, and I had gotten that message from various sources. And the more I have tapped into my own power, my own grounding, the more I feel the strength and my softness. Yeah. And there's also a very fierce quality to my love. Mm. And the ferocity is part of the gentleness. Mm. And that's part of what we're holding here. It's not... People think of, or at least I used to think of gentleness as like doormat mm -hmm. and having no spine. Like, right. oh, no, no, no. What mm -hmm. Renee Brown says it as strong back, soft heart. Mm -hmm. And when I take action from here, mm -hmm. it is so potent yeah and I have held rooms filled with people speaking like this mm -hmm. it doesn't take yelling mm -hmm. when you are deeply connected within yourself Mm 
And if healing is required, you can do that. But it's a different kind of yelling, right? Sorry, the voice nerd in me is like, that's a different kind of yelling. Absolutely. If Sarah ever yelled at me, I would do whatever she wanted immediately. (laughs) She's one of those with like the anger card. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and even as you say that, Sarah, even as you describe that, I can feel the depth of it. Like my body responds mm-hmm. to those images, to that concept, and and I just kind of want to plant a seed that this is the kind of thing that that we'll be doing. Like as you imagine those words and that kind of power for yourself, how does your body respond? So I've noticed lately one of my biggest things, like when I'm on the right track of something, I actually feel like my whole pelvis just kind of soften, like the habitual gripping that I have there kind of releases. And I can almost feel like my like human fluids like circulate in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so that's just one of those tools that like, again, it's not about like, stop feeling like a warrior. It's not about that. It's about what else can be present and true at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. We can learn this and practice it on a physical level, but that's also translating into the world itself. Like, yes, politics in the United States is absolutely disgusting and ridiculous and almost to the point of complete absurdity. Mm -hmm. And there's a dog sleeping next to me on the couch and I can see her little ginger coat like moving while she's breathing. And that's so fucking beautiful. And like, I get to care for her and love her. And we have this, you know, it's like that all of that stuff can be true at the same time. Mm -hmm. It is big paradox here. This is, We're in big paradox land. (laughs) (laughs) But like also we're so brilliant and we're so strong and we can hold all of that shit. All of it. I read once that the great truths of the universe are all paradoxes. Mm -hmm. And that has felt so right to me ever since. Mm. That in gentleness, there is strength. Mm. That we can be passionate about things Mm. and surrendered. That passionate Mm. and militant don't have to go together. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the worst thing that could happen is that you end up policing yourself harder as a result of trying to work with us Mm -hmm. right no 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 no. (laughs) we're like no policing (laughs) no 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 no. because one of the other low-key goals is to um is to kind of model being people who don't self-attack that's my like decades-long trajectory is to just not be beating the shit out of myself inside while I'm doing life Um, yeah and I've made great strides and the last thing I would wish on any human is that they would be more self-attacky inside right yeah that's one of my favorite Elizabeth Gilbert quotes she says if being hard on yourself worked it would have worked by now yeah like we're all be brilliant yeah Right. Especially all the women identifying folks that I know, like, oh, if there was an Olympics of treating yourself like shit, there would be a universal tie. How would we ever pick a winner? Everyone gets a gold medal. (laughs) And also at the same time, like, who fucking wins? No one. Who wins when you treat yourself like shit? The patriarchy. Right. Right. Because it's definitely not you. It's definitely not anybody that loves you. I'm sorry, Sarah. Go ahead. And we're just recreating what we want to see less of in the world. Yeah. Which is why we need to feed ourselves what we want to see around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then we have it to give. Yeah. If we're beating ourselves up, it's like we're just continually emptying our cup. 
right? Mm -hmm. And what we want to support you in doing is to letting your let your cup fill and then give from the overflow mm -hmm. rather than right. trying to squeeze a dry sponge and get something out. Yeah, right. we're fighting for people being able to A, have overflow and B, give from it. Right. What if all the people in American politics were giving from their overflow? You know, it's yeah. like, and, and this is how you actually be the change. Like I know that phrase has been like, you know, overused to the point that it doesn't mean anything, but like, that's actually it. And like in a meta way, like that's also what we're trying to model here. Like here we are three people who want to create a thing and do something um, that is not based on anybody trying to grab power or, you know, exploit people or, you know, it's not about influence. It's really about like wanting something more wonderful for people. Mm, yeah, we're not going to start a cult. We're very bad <laughs> at taking power. We're just going to return your power to you over and over and over again. Yeah. Yes. Because you're going to try and give it to us and we're going to be like, mm -mm, mm -mm, we're not taking mm -mm. it. <laughs> it's yours. You get to keep it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's our whole goal is to help people find their own power. Mm. And yeah. move forward from that. Mm. Yeah. And that's a scary road. So we'll walk it together. Yeah. Yeah. In general, 2024 is kind of a scary road, so that's not any, you know, yeah. <laughs> we can walk <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, we might as well. Together. Right? Right. That feels like yeah. a good place to give you the official pitch, which is very long. It is. Go to jointheantidote.com and join. That's it. Jointheantidote.com. It's also in the podcast intro and outro. Um, the promo code TRUST works until our first session on March 12th. And the promo code is TRUST because if you trust us, you should get a discount. Then if you have to, like, well, I'll just wait a little longer and see. Well, then you don't get a discount. So join the antidote.com. We are meeting on the first Tuesday of every month from April until November 5th. And then once we have uh, election results, we have no idea how long that will take, obviously. One day to 35 days, who knows? Once we have results, we will have a final um, gathering in order to process whatever has happened. So you have just met Emily Jaworski-Karai, Sarah Airy, and uh, you've just met the antidote. So may you... Connect to the wordless parts of you and give them some say in how you live your life. <laughs> May you find time for your body, your breath, and your being, whether or not you join the antidote. May you refuse to give your power away. May you refuse to attack yourself. May you do whatever is right in terms of taking action. And may you find ways to give from your overflow instead of pooling just a little bit more reserve from your bones. Mm. Been there, done that. May you refuse to push any more couches up any more stairwells ever again. And may you know the gorgeous, delicious piece of being a human with total access to her own body. Mm. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is The Antidote. <laughs> Trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, 
while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.